Hello, Cathedral family and friends. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our online service. And today to help me kick things off, I have my grandson, Eli, and I've asked him to share his favorite scripture with you. Eli, take it away. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. Oh, what a great scripture. I love that one too. In fact, I wanna declare that over your life and mine. Lord Jesus, we declare today that we can do all things through Christ, that we can overcome every difficulty, we can overcome every challenge, we can climb every mountain that comes our way because of Jesus. Our sufficiency is in him. And Jesus, I pray that hope would arise in every heart today. In your name we pray and for your glory, amen and amen. Well, Psalm 96 says, great is our God. He's worthy of a thousand hallelujahs. And Pastor Vaughn and the team are coming to lead us. Would you welcome them as they come?
have just declared in worship is such a vital truth for us, especially in moments like this with so much shaking going on. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. 
when the wind and the waves come against us, the scripture tells us if you're built on that solid rock, you'll stand firm. And there's a whole lot of wind and waves going on right now, but we can know that we're firm if we've built our life upon him, upon Jesus. I trust that as you declare that has gone into your spirit and you've made that shift to say, God, I wanna be centered in you because that is the secret in this moment. In the face of a pandemic, living out of that foundation of love. In the face of injustices, living out of that foundation of love. May that be your life story and the legacy of this church. Thank you so much for joining us. You're in the right place here online this weekend. We're so glad you've joined us for services. And we wanna let you know that we're also open here on the San Jose campus on Sundays at 10 and 12 and Saturdays at five. If you'd like to join us for an outdoor service, we're socially distanced, we're in our cars, we're sitting at spaced apart. You can call the church office or go online to register each week so that we can make sure we've got plenty of room for everybody. Well, this past week, our teachers and students, many of them went back to the classroom or at least to some form of classroom. And we're gonna be praying for you in just a moment for God to strengthen you and work in you in this new school year. But speaking of teaching and education, you know, there's a portion in the Bible called wisdom literature. And right in the middle of that wisdom literature is a book called Proverbs with great teachings and sayings. And I wanna share a passage of scripture with you from those Proverbs, and here's what it says. Honor the Lord with your wealth. One person freely gives, but gets even richer. Another person doesn't give what they should, but gets even poorer. You notice what this does in this moment? It tells us two things. One, we honor the Lord when we give. And two, when we honor the Lord by giving, it actually makes room for God to bless us in an even greater way. I've had people say to me, Pastor Wayne, I can't afford to give, but you know what I'd say to you? You can't afford not to. This scripture tells us when we honor the Lord with our giving, that he in turn blesses us in even a greater way. You can give by going to the website. You can go to our app. You can come by the church office, mail your gifts, or come by to one of our services here live on the weekend. We look forward to this opportunity to honor the Lord by our giving. And as always, you can text give to the number at the bottom of the screen so that you can be part of this moment of honoring the Lord and giving him a chance to bless you abundantly. Well, I wanna speak God's blessing on your gifts and I wanna speak God's blessing on those of you who are starting a new school year. So if you're a student, I'm gonna ask you to stand wherever you are. If you're a teacher, I'm gonna ask you to stand. If you're homeschooling in some fashion for this year, stand up. And if you're a support staff member in some way with the school system, I'm gonna ask you to stand. And I wanna speak God's blessing on you as we bless these gifts. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. You sent your son who was a master teacher. And so Lord, give your strategies to teachers and parents in this season. Give patience, give strength, increase faith, Lord. Let faith overcome fear. I pray for each student as they enter this school year that it'd be a great year of blessing for them. It'd be an incredible year of learning and growing. You see the new normal that everyone's facing, but Lord, do a new work of blessing and training and life in each one. Thank you, Lord, for this moment to honor you by learning, to honor you by giving, and may your blessing be great upon your people as we give 
in this moment. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Again, as you head back to school, may the Lord bless you and increase your faith to believe for the best year ever. Well, the Great Commission says to go to all the world and preach the good news. The Cathedral of Faith is so happy to be part of fulfilling that Great Commission by ministering all over the world. And one of the places we minister is Cambodia. And you're gonna take a look at what your giving makes possible in this next video as we serve the people of Cambodia in a special way. Soaks of I. เอ่อนิงខ្ញុំឈ្មោះផលីហើយអឺនិងខ្ញុំបានមកធ្វើការនៅ ໃນປີມົນຍັງຈະມາເດີ້ໄດ້ມັນລໍປັນໄດ້ຍັງຈົ່ງມາທີ່ນີ້ຄືພວກກໍຕ້ອງອ້າຍຄືສະຫວັດ
side effects that go along with it. For example, when I'm having a conversation with someone and we are both wearing masks, it's hard for me to hear. I have trouble hearing anyway, and I've been in conversations with major business leaders from our area, and they had their mask on, and as they were talking, they sounded a little bit like this to me. Wah, 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 wah. The mask isn't expensive, but that hearing aid I need, that is going to be expensive. But another unintended side effect is this. Well, a mask creates another barrier between you and me. And so now when we step out of our homes and into the world, not only are the doors of businesses closed, are the doors of church buildings closed, we step into a world where it feels like people are closed. As we're socially distancing, we can end up being socially distant and feel more isolated than ever. And we have two pandemics right now, and both of them can be just as deadly. They say that about 40% of the population is chronically lonely during this particular season. And chronic loneliness, if it's not dealt with, did you know that it can reduce your lifespan? That it is like smoking 15 cigarettes a day. One leading researcher on the subject of loneliness he once said this about their studies. He said, when we drew blood from older adults and analyzed their white cells, we found that loneliness somehow penetrated the deepest recesses of the cell to alter the way the genes were being expressed. In other words, loneliness seeps its way into your entire being. So we need to have a way to fight both pandemics, the pandemic of the virus and the pandemic of loneliness. While we wear our masks to protect us against the one, we must welcome people into our world to protect us from the other. Look at what the Bible says about Jesus. We read in Luke chapter nine, but the crowds found out where he was going and they followed him. He welcomed them. Let me read that again. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God and he healed those who were sick. He welcomed them into his world. And if we will take that principle and lean into it, while we're wearing our mask, we still find ways to welcome people into our world. It's one of the ways we can overcome the pain of loneliness. What would it look like this week for us to put this into practice? Here are three ideas. First of all, you can welcome others into your world 
through the way that you greet them. The Bible says in Romans chapter 16, it says, greet one another with a holy kiss. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, it says, greet one another with a holy kiss. And then in 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 13, it says, greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, my guess is that there are single guys who are watching right now who are saying, is that really in the Bible? I mean, with some of the other stuff in the Bible, I'm not sure about that, but there is a verse I would love to put into practice. I can't wait until we're done with these masks so I can begin applying the Bible in my life. What if I told you that you don't have to wait until the CDC gives you okay in order to put the verse into practice. In the Bible, what you find is that you run into what I call principal things and cultural things. In this verse, the cultural thing is the kissing. You can go around the world today and in certain cultures, uh, kissing is a way that they greet. In fact, when I was speaking in Italy last year, uh, after I finished the message, I was up at the front and all of these people came up and they started kissing me on the cheek, not just one cheek, but both cheeks. Mwah, mwah. Now, at first I was taken back by that. I mean, I hardly even know you. But then I realized, well, it's just a part of the culture. And so when in Rome, hello. You know, there's something about a culture See, the kissing is a part of the culture. Here in the Silicon Valley, our, our culture's different. So our greeting may look like a handshake or a, a hug or a fist bump or a fist bump with a nod. Now we're really knocking, rocking. But the greeting is the principal thing. The kissing is the cultural thing. Don't miss the power of the principle. Because when you greet others and welcome them into your world through your greeting, even when you're wearing a mask, especially while you're wearing a mask, this is so very important. Because when we're wearing our mask, we may not have part of our face, but we still have our words and we still have our eyes. We know the power of words, but don't forget the power of your eyes. Shakespeare wrote, the eyes are the window to the soul. And your eyes can communicate distrust and suspicion, or they can communicate warmth and joy. And we put those two things together and we carry them into our world and we welcome other people into our world by going out of our way to greet them. There's a, a tribe in South Africa and the tribe doesn't really have a word for hello. The closest thing they have for that 
is sabubona, which means I see you. Now, if someone says that to another member of the tribe, they respond by saying, Sikona, which means I am here. Isn't that interesting? It's kind of like, until you see me, I don't really exist. I wonder if there are people in the valley who every day because of their isolation and the aching pain of their loneliness feel like they don't really exist. And how the power of a spoken word and the power of a joyful eye that together they can say, I see you as you welcome people into your world. It's challenging right now, but if we do the best with what God's given to us, we can welcome others into our world. We can do that through the way we're hospitable to them. The way we're hospitable to them. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter four, it says, show hospitality to one another without complaining. Have you ever met somebody, they just seem like they've got a gift of hospitality? I have to take a moment to, to brag on my wife. I mean, she not only gets more beautiful every year, but she has an amazing gift of hospitality. She can throw a dinner party with her hand tied behind her back. And when people come into the home and she's prepared the home, they step in and there's just this warm atmosphere that she's created. People feel like they are truly at home. Maybe you know somebody who has a knack for that kind of thing. They have a gift. But here's the important thing to understand. It's a biblical idea that although we may have a gift, there are gifts and there are roles. We may not have the gift of evangelism, but all of us are called to exercise the role of evangelism. We may not have the gift of leadership, but all of us are called to exercise the role of leadership. We may not have the gift of hospitality, but all of us are called to exercise the role of hospitality. And when you and I lean into that role and we give the Holy Spirit something to work with and we welcome other people into our world through hospitality, it's interesting the word hospitality in the original language, it actually comes from two words, which means love of strangers. And maybe that's a core of what hospitality means because we all have our circles. There's nothing wrong with having a circle. But what hospitality does is it opens that circle up just a bit. That it welcomes other people into that circle. Even strangers. And do we need this word now more than ever? 
We live in the most mobile culture in human history. The average person will move 11 different times over their life. They will have 12 different jobs over their life. Within the last 15 months, well, 14% of churchgoers have changed churches online. We are super mobile and we move all the time. So essentially living in this culture, we're always encountering strangers. And so how this word is needed to open up our circle just a little bit and to welcome other people into our world. And when you do, well, you just never know what may happen. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse two, we read, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. There was a couple, Abraham and Sarah. This is exactly what happened to them. They invited three guests into their home and they were showing them hospitality. They're eating and they're talking and then they just look like visitors. But then one of the visitors said, you're gonna have the child that you've been waiting for even though you're past the age of bearing children. And then they knew something supernatural was happening right here. Have we ever had any angels in our home? I'm not sure. I saw one guy who said, well, he said, I nicknamed my wife Angel because she's always up in the air harping about something. I don't know if we've ever had angels in our home, but I can tell you this. When we've invited other people, we meant to bless them, but they've been a blessing to us and they didn't have halos and they didn't have wings. But in our home, something supernatural would take place. How can we welcome people into our world? Because we can't invite them into our homes like we used to. But what if we leaned in to the digital age and invited people to be a part of a small group meeting this coming September. Now, when it comes to you know, Zoom technology, maybe you're a little bit like me. It's been a real stretch for me. When I started doing interviews using Zoom technology, I remember I was interviewing Tim Brown, a Hall of Fame wide receiver. And it was a great interview. I mean, it was this great back and forth. And, you know, I said goodbye to Tim and we ended the interview. And then I looked at my computer and I forgot to hit record. Hello. It was another floppy foreman move. And I had to call him back and ask him if we could do it again. So the Zoom technology, it's been a stretch for me, but maybe it's a good time for all of us to be stretched a bit. And what if I found a way to participate with the rest of the church and with our staff and I hosted a Zoom small group meeting beginning in September 
and I invited other people who were maybe not inside my inner circle and we welcomed people into our world. See, this is the way we overcome loneliness in our culture. And here's another idea that I want to wrap things up with, and that is this, that we welcome others into our world through the way we are accepting of them. The way we are accepting of them. I heard about this lady who she wanted to bring a monkey into her home. And her husband said, are you kidding me? You want that monkey to eat from our table? And she said, yeah. He said, you want that monkey to sit in our living room? And she said, yeah. He said, you want that monkey to sleep in our bed? She said, yeah. And the husband said, well, what about the stink? And she said, well, I got used to you. I'm sure the monkey will too. All of us, when we look at our lives, we know our flaws, we know our struggles, we know our junk. And some of the stuff in my life, it just stinks. But thanks be to God, Jesus accepts me just as I am. He loves me too much to leave me as I am. But he accepts, he accepts me just as I am. Romans chapter 15 puts it this way. It says, accept one another then just as Christ has accepted you. We accept each other just as we are. And we need this word right now because we live in an environment where, well, we live in a cancel culture where if you, I do not approve of you, then I end up canceling you. I get rid of you. I erase you from my world. But instead of being consumed by the cancel culture, what if we became countercultural and we leaned into the Christ of culture and we began to accept other people right where they are at? It's the way that Jesus accepted us. He accepts us where we are. He loves us too much to leave us like that but he welcomes us into his world. What if we welcomed other people into our world by accepting them? Now, in a, a great book, Putting Away Childish Things, the author says, among evangelical Christians, we find a lot of confusion between acceptance and approval. And it seems to me he's right. Sometimes we feel like if I accept another person, that means I'm approving of what they do. That acceptance is equal to approval. And so we don't accept who they are because we don't approve of what they are doing. But when you look at the life of Jesus, you see that Jesus accepts who we are even though he doesn't approve of what we're doing. 
follow him through the gospels and the religious leaders, they believed that acceptance was equal to approving. And so they didn't approve of a lifestyle. So they didn't accept or welcome or love other people into their world. But Jesus drove them crazy because he would be a friend to sinners. He would welcome sinners. The Bible says this. It says the Pharisees and scribes began to complain saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Do you see what happens? Jesus welcomes people into his world. He doesn't approve of their lifestyle. He never lowers his standard But Jesus shows us the perfect balance. He loves us and welcomes us just as we are. He loves us too much to leave us that way. But he welcomes us. Aren't you glad that Jesus welcomed you that way? If Jesus waited to welcome me until he fully approved of everything that I do, Jesus would be waiting a very long time, and I would be in trouble. But Jesus accepts us just as we are. And instead of getting caught up in cancel culture, if instead we'll lean into the Christ of culture, I know life can get complex and trying to find our way through very difficult decisions. It's not always easy. But if we will say, Jesus, show me how to be kind to others, to be friendly toward others, to accept others and welcome them into my world, even if I don't agree with them, even if I don't approve of them, if we do the accepting, Jesus will do the transforming. Can somebody say amen to that? out in front of our church. Well, we have a sculpture. If you've never been to our church, maybe you started watching online and you've never actually visited the San Jose campus. I hope that at some time you'll have a chance to. We want you to know here at the campus that you're welcome. It's a safe place you can call home. And if someday you have a chance to come to the campus, you'll see a sculpture of Jesus out in front. And the sculpture of Jesus, he doesn't have his arms folded. Instead, he has his arms extended. He's reaching out to you. He did back then, and he does so today. You don't have to wear a mask with him. You don't have to stay six feet away from him. Instead, you can press in to his arms and sense his embrace. He welcomes you into his world and he welcomes you to his table. And I invite you now to participate in the Lord's table with me. Jesus, thank you for your body that was broken for us. Thank you for your blood that was shed for us because of your body and your blood. We are forgiven and we have life everlasting. In Jesus' name we receive this.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The worship team is coming to share with you a wonderful song called Holy Water. Let's sing this together. Let's let the praises ring. Cause I don't want to abuse your grace. God, I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. Come on, let's sing it. I don't want to abuse your grace. Cause God, I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want 
Thanks so much for being a part of, of today's service. If you need prayer, please contact us. You can do so through social media or call us at the church office. And don't forget, right after this is the wrap. I hope you lock into that. They always have a great discussion on how you can take the message further. I want to speak a, a blessing into your life. I love you. I miss you. And I look forward to seeing you soon. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, may you know that when you walk with God and you walk with his family, you never really walk alone. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Pastors Yus and Esther and Ig and yeah. Irene and Vaughn. Here we go. Yeah. This is the rap group. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> it's so good to be with you guys. And what we're going to do is just talk right about Pastor Ken's sermon. He just put another heater right in our in our yeah. gut. And let's so let's talk about this and see what God's speaking to our community. Amen. Brother Ig, what hit you, man? Yes, I, right right from the beginning, uh, one of his opening lines, he does say, uh, uh, "Loneliness infects every part of you." We must fight the battle of two fronts, right? We must defeat the virus pandemic and defeat the loneliness pandemic. And I think in this time, you know, uh, when you talk about loneliness, it's not just being sheltered in place, but it's, you know, that adds on to it. But just, uh, I think, just being secluded from people, you know? And, and there's a saying, you know, you could be surrounded by so many, but still feel lonely. And, and loneliness with the things you're dealing with, loneliness with the things you're going through. And you, you, maybe the shame of sharing it with somebody, the shame of, man, I went through this. And... And that leaves you in that lonely place. Yeah. You know, there's a saying that says, I'm, I'm at a, a pity party where no one's invited. Mm -hmm. right? I'm at this big party, but no one's invited. Yeah. I throw those all the time. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Have the invite yeah. cards and everything. Yeah. But I, I love the language, though, the, a battle. Yeah. You know, so that's saying, like, if you don't fight this battle, yeah. someone's going to overtake you, right? Yes. So I think that's a... Totally. Just the language right there, just mm -hmm. indicative of like, hey, wake up. There's something coming for our, our well-being. Yes, that's yes. A, It's a great Absolutely. thing. And the yeah. fact that it affects your white blood cells. Yeah. I thought that was wow. so intricate yeah. that, Biology. yeah, Biology. we're so, you know, uh, physically, spiritually all entwined together yeah. that how important that is to our yeah. health. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Good and, word. And also that we can make the first step. Mm. That we, you know, that he said later on, he said it might not be your gifting, mm -hmm. but it is your role. Yeah. Right? Like sometimes, oh, no, no, that's not me. That's not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that doesn't matter if it's not your gifting. Yeah. We all have that responsibility. Yeah, exercise it. Because sometimes I see that um, when you're in your pity party, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. that you're not really attractive to hang out with. Right. But so your role is to also, like, kind of snap out of it yeah. so people want to hang out with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we fill in that blank line, right? Like, 
nobody's at my party because the mm. blank line, they don't like me or they, right. don't, they don't think like me or they, they're against me. And, you know, it's never the positive, right? We're yeah. always filling the blank line to you the negative. You construct the narrative in yeah. your brain. Yes, yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's, you know, if we choose to stay there. Yeah. Because that party gets extended, right? And, and <laughs> But it's choosing. Yeah, yeah, it's a weekend <laughs> and it's a month. The next thing, you know, but I think the, the very important thing is how do you get out of it and not choosing to stay there. Mm -hmm. And I think by doing that, is reaching out to somebody, yeah, going to a brother, Love that. Know, going somebody. to a sister, yeah, yeah. greeting. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I know myself been been in places like that, and and but it's choosing, right? Like I can't, I can't. I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a you know yeah. a brother, you know, and and mm -hmm. choosing. I gotta, get, I can't stay here, yeah. you know, and good. yeah, it, good it's word, reaching man. out to somebody <laughs> and say, hey, yeah, let, let's talk, you yeah. know. Absolutely, yeah, that's good, man. <laughs> yeah, Pastor Esther, what what stuck out to you? Okay, so yeah. now we've been in South Africa for five years. Mm -hmm. So when I heard the words Sawu Bona, I mm -hmm. see you, and a Pastor Ken mentioned Sikona, and it means I'm here. And I think there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that, um, that are out there and they're lonely, but do we really mm -hmm. see them? Mm -hmm. And then if we see them, do we hear them calling that mm -hmm. I'm here? Because they're mm -hmm. there. We, we mm -hmm. go walking in the mornings, every morning we walk, mm -hmm. and we see a lot of the elderly people, mm -hmm. and you yeah. can see their loneliness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see it. And I love also that Pastor Ken mentioned about, you know, even though we have the mask, mm -hmm. it's, um, we could still greet them with our eyes. Yeah. We could, you could, you could mm -hmm. see if someone mm -hmm. smiles, right. you can see behind yeah. the mask, Absolutely. you can tell if yeah, somebody yeah, smiles yeah. back at yeah. you. Yeah. And I think that's so important to so see them. And that's what I love about here, that if you would do this in Holland, right? Like if you see somebody coming, you kind of, look down because you don't want to make contact. Mm. But because it's very confronting, right? Like, mm. okay, now I got to look at him. Okay, what am I going to do? What, a, mm -hmm. what am I going to say? What is he going to think? Yeah. Right? But just to make that contact makes such a big difference. The cultural difference. Yeah, yeah it's too. awesome, yeah. man. And you can tell it too, like if, um, if anybody's been at any of the drive-in communion services, mm -hmm. yeah. you'll see some of the, those elderly folks that, like this might be one of the only few times they've wow. gotten out of the house. Yeah. And you see... The emotion, you see them crying, you yeah. see them, I'm so glad to see you. Yeah. Like, it's we're so created, it's in our DNA, it's mm -hmm. in everything that we have uh, that we're made for community. Yes. And when you take yes. that away from yeah. us, mm -hmm. we're, we, we start to become vulnerable mm -hmm. to other things that we're, we're not usually mindful of, yeah. right? Absolutely. Loneliness yeah. or, or even just being, you know, letting, filling in the blank, assumptions and stereotypes yeah. of what mm -hmm. you think they're thinking of you, yeah. right? And you just... Mm -hmm. It's, it's a dangerous place, yeah. I, I also think that um, they're screaming, I'm here, and we really have right. to go out of our way. Yeah. You know, give the phone call, like yeah. really go out of your way to mm -hmm. greet them, to look in, in their eyes, mm -hmm. because yeah. loneliness, yeah. it usually, it yeah. throws a pity party. Yeah. Yeah. Throw the cover over Absolutely. yourself, yeah, you, you don't want to be seen. Yeah. You don't even look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't look good. Yeah. So yeah. we have to get, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then again, grateful, grateful for our church. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not, not that we're the, the you know, whatever, but it, we're pr I'm proud of how our church is making phone calls yeah, to awesome. people and sending out notes, handwritten notes, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and having as much service as we're, you know, legally allowed to have mm -hmm. and, and, and trying to create spaces for yeah. community. Yeah. I, th yeah. I think, too, with, with sharing that, when the, we, we see them and we hear them, but do we really hear them, too? I think, we, the, the, yeah. you know, we have to kind of pray for that spirit of discernment and yeah. saying... 
you know, when we give that, you mm. know, maybe that Christian answer, so to speak, Christianese, mm -hmm. hey, how you doing, brother? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm good. Right, I'm okay. Right, right. But inside's crying out, no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you hear that, like that discernment, you know, we can see it in their eyes. We can see mm -hmm. it in their face. Good. Like, you know, something's not right. But our busy schedules, we're like, okay, okay. And then, you know, mm -hmm. we know they're not. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's yeah. praying for them at that moment or, you know, just keep them on their mind mm -hmm. in the prayers. But to hear, not just see them, but, yeah. you know, hear them, you know, and mm -hmm. feel them. Yeah. That's so powerful, man. It reminds me of, I think it was two or three weeks ago, we had the prayer driving. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um... And I had a chance to talk to this young man in the car, mm. and we, we talked for 15 minutes, mm. and he was pouring out his heart. Mm. Yep. And then at the end, you know, I just asked him, we said, did you ever make a choice for the Lord? He mm -hmm. said, no. So I, I led him to the Lord right wow. there, mm -hmm. and we are still in contact. So wow. I don't know. Eddie, if you're there, bro, just keep on hanging on. Yeah, Jesus man. loves you, bro. On, he has great. a plan with your life. So, that's yeah, that beautiful. was awesome. That was really powerful. powerful. Yeah, Absolutely. There's another um, thing that Pastor Ken said was talking about accepting yeah. people and approving. Mm. Acceptance I, is not approval. Acceptance yeah. is not approval. No. And it's not cancel culture, but the Christ culture. And mm -hmm. I love the picture that he said, because when Christ comes to us and we're all screwed up, messed up as we all are, Hello. he doesn't say stay six feet away. He doesn't mm -hmm. say put a mask on. What does Jesus say to us? Right. He says, come to the table. Here's a fork and a knife. What can mm -hmm. I get you to yeah. drink? Come to his table. And I thought like, that is so beautiful yeah, for all that. of us to know right. how to love each yeah. other, to accept um everyone at the table. Yeah. We're all at the same table. Yeah. We all get to go right. to the same yeah. table. Right. Yeah. God is so gracious. Yeah, and, and too, like with the whole, the concept of cancel culture, mm -hmm. like it's just, it's so pervasive now and we, we are literally canceling everything yeah. Yeah. that comes into the sites. Yeah. I mean, and, and the, the danger with that mentality and that spirit that's behind it mm -hmm. is that it doesn't stop. Because one day it's gonna, you're gonna be in the line in the in the airs of, of yeah. the site, right? Yeah. And it, it's gonna cancel you. Yeah. Because there, that it's just it's mm -hmm. that that's the spirit of it, and Christ embodied the, the exact opposite. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna cancel you, even though yeah. all that, and I'm gonna accept you. Yeah. And then how? So how much more should we be accepting of those mm -hmm. Christ has died for? than embodying that spirit of hospitality that Christ did to yeah. us. So it's a powerful word. It doesn't so feel good. good on the, on the, you want to get back. You want to cancel the ones that don't believe like mm -hmm. you, that yeah. don't say the same thing like mm -hmm. you, that don't have the same agenda as you. Mm -hmm. It's a dangerous place in our society where we feel our right to speak and our right to cancel others yeah. in the name of something that we believe yeah. in. Mm -hmm. It's just a very dangerous place. I'm so grateful for the word of God. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's wow. where transformation takes place. Right. Where God can... Yeah. You know, do the principles are at work that are so opposite of this world. We've been accepted. Mm -hmm. yeah. But also, yeah. I so mean, sure. we've been in a lot of places in the world. And, what I, and there are a lot of great churches out there. But That's why husband, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Letting you know. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> why do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Really? Oh, I like cathedral. <laughs> no, but what I, what I can truly say about cathedral, about our pastors, mm. because we've been here the shortest, I think, mm. that love yeah. and acceptance, that's the foundation. Number one. Mm. Number and one. that's what I love so much. Number one. That they're where, like, where anyone is welcome. Absolutely. That is really one of the foundational it absolutely like, is. values here. I love that. Amen. It I absolutely is. It absolutely is. Absolutely. Yeah. Our scripture is Romans uh, 15, 7, that says, Accept one another just as Christ has accepted you. I, that's beautiful on so many levels. Number one, 
wherever you're at, whatever you've done, God accepts you. You are accepted. You are, you are accepted. accepted. That's a powerful yeah. message. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Cathedral of Faith, thank you for tuning in this weekend. Thank you so much for being on this journey together. And let's just embody that spirit of hospitality of Christ. Yes. Let's reach out to our neighbors. Maybe yeah. maybe uh, it's some of us, we need to answer the call that Pastor Ken mentioned about being a Zoom yeah. Uh, small group leader. Yeah, that's good. So maybe that's a way that you can counter that loneliness, that you can count, counter that culture in you that wants to isolate and be apart. Um, so maybe maybe that's a way. Or maybe it's it's calling calling the uh, uh, the office and learning how to get plugged in. Or yeah. or or maybe it is just reaching out to your family, reaching out to your loved ones. Don't do this alone. Yeah, yeah don't do this alone. So thank you guys again, Pastors Yus and Esther Ig. Irene and myself, thank you. We're so grateful that we get yes. to do this together. Awesome. Cathedral on, of Faith. Yeah. All right. As always, yes. it's Woo. a wrap. Yeah. Woo. Woo.